0: Welcome to FedScoop's podcast series on IT modernization in government, underwritten today by Highland Software. I'm your host, Wyatt Cash, and in today's episode, we're talking about the importance of an integrated content management system. Our guest today is Bill Premer, President and CEO of Highland Software. Highland was named as a leader by Gartner last year in its Magic Quadrant for Content Services platform. This platform enables thousands of organizations to deliver better experiences to their customers. Bill, thanks so much for joining us on the program to share your expertise with us. It's good to be with you,
1: Wyatt. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, as government agencies continue to modernize, CIOs are looking for smarter ways to bring agency content and applications together. The goal in part is to reduce operating costs, but it's ultimately to help provide a more seamless experience for citizens and help employees collaborate more effectively. So let's start with the basics. How are newer content management platforms different from more traditional enterprise management systems still in use by many government agencies? And what capabilities would these platforms provide for agencies that traditional systems couldn't or couldn't do as well?
1: That's a great question, Wyatt, and I've got a great perspective from which to answer that question because I and and Highland were deploying systems 20 years ago, and the technology today are much more advanced, much more powerful, much more flexible to use for the user, but at the same time, they're also easier and more straightforward to deploy for the solution owners and the system administrators. Today's content services platforms are able to manage a much broader range of content types than we used to. So not just documents anymore, but photographs, maps, drawings, video. And then we're able to use tools that can serve up that broader range of content in a broader variety of ways through a broader variety variety of devices. As you know, both constituents and agency professionals are not tethered to their desks anymore viewing information on a workstation. They're out wherever they are uh, on a variety of mobile devices, but they still need the information that is pertinent to what they're working on. Another advancement has been the very strong integration tools that make it easier to connect this content to other key data solutions. Think of uh, enrollment systems or or a geospatial mapping system and the ability to connect all of this broad range of content to those systems so that users can have a seamless experience when navigating across multiple information repositories. And another change is the flexibility of the tools themselves. Agencies want to do so much, so much faster than they used to in terms of rolling out new services to constituents. So the systems that they work with have to have that level of flexibility. And so these systems are much more agile, they're much more configurable, and they can be changed constantly as opposed to being upgraded maybe every year or every two years. Those are some of the differences, but it's resulting in you know much more powerful experiences for the user, a much more sort of manageable, flexible experience, for the for the agencies that have to run and deploy these solutions
0: well I know your organization has worked with many government agencies can you give our audience a, a few examples of how they've taken advantage of these more modern content management platforms recently and maybe how that's translated into better service and performance for both employees and the public
1: Sure. We work with agencies at the federal level, at the state, at the county, and and the municipalities as well, and thousands of agencies across the spectrum. At the federal level, our our integrations with GIS applications, like ESRI, are very powerful. Uh, the, The FAA is an example of an agency that uses our content services system together with their geospatial mapping system. Very common application of content is integrating with the ERP or the accounting solution. An example of that, the SEC uses our a similar kind of solution. At the state level, grants is a popular you know, solution area. Uh, for example, the states of Nebraska and Colorado, uh, Massachusetts, um, the whole range of human services integrated with the case management solutions for efforts like inspections and field-level investigations, Uh, whether we are integrating the content with an existing case management system or whether we uh, are delivering the case management system ourselves through our rapid application development platform. Public health transportation uh, you, you'll see uh, you know a variety of, of departments of roads and transportation at North Carolina Delaware for example um, Shelby County Tennessee uses our platform across their different departments they've gone really essentially paperless giving their you know staff real uh, efficient and real-time access to information. Uh, Wasatch County, Utah, has really made a very strong commitment to what they term the digital transformation efforts. All of these agencies, they start with the digitization issue. So the the idea is, I want to get rid of these file cabinets, this paper trail, There's more faxing done out there in the world than you would believe. Obviously, that's antiquated, so they they want to digitize all of that. Once they have it digitized, now we're talking about automation, sort of moving this content through any given process as quickly, as efficiently, as accurately as possible. That's where the efficiencies come from. And then integration with case management, whether that's a third party or whether that's our own tool, we call that WorkView, that is a rapid application development platform by which agencies can configure case management applications for, for discrete activities if they prefer to use one integrated system as opposed to a few disparate systems.
0: Well, you know, I think you can appreciate this, as does our audience at the federal, state, and local level. With so many of them wrestling with legacy systems, budget constraints, and so forth, I'm sure they want to digitize their systems. But given how fast the technology keeps changing, what would you advise them might be the most important criteria that agency leaders uh, as well as program managers should look for when they're evaluating a comprehensive content services platform.
1: Boy, that that's a great question because there's a lot of offerings out there, really a proliferation of tools and products. And as you say that technology is advancing rapidly, you know, a couple of criteria come to mind. I think capture is very important. So how do you get the content itself efficiently and accurately into the system so that it can be retrieved, so it can be routed via the various workflows? And we call this new modern capture paradigm intelligent captures. This is the system recognizing what a document is, and then based on that identification, extracting the relevant data, populating a third-party system, indexing, so applying metadata to that document automatically, and then getting it into the workflow so it can be processed. The second that comes to mind is integrations, so agency, workers, have to be interacting with multiple information systems, but the experience for them should really be seamless, not dealing with five different logons and toggling from one system to another based on uh, a user being present in one system working a particular case or a file with a click of a button, they should be able to retrieve, in our case, all of the content that relates to that matter that they're working on. Here's where these new architectural capabilities, microservices, REST APIs, allow us and our agency partners to develop these integrations much more quickly and easily than they could in the past. Another criteria, this may be the most important one, is security. Um, it's the downside to having everything digitized and everything online. And so we've got to take all kinds of steps to secure the software, the platform, the infrastructure that it's running on. If we are running the software on our cloud for our government agencies, as many more are asking us to do, that environment has to be highly secure Uh, Content itself has to be encrypted, encrypted at rest, encrypted in transit. The security has to be very granular, very rights-based. Not only who can access a particular piece of content, but do they have the right to modify it or delete it or send it to another user in the system or send it out of the system? All of those rights have to be very granular, and then you have to have great Visibility and, and auditability of everything that happens in the system, so that you can track everyone 's usage and what happens to every piece of content a uh, criteria and the last I, I would say the access to a rapid application development platform because with the proliferation of products and solutions, what can happen is that you know an agency finds themselves running dozens of applications and that makes it difficult for their users to have to learn all of those different systems. It makes it more difficult from an integration standpoint to tile these systems together. So many of our agency customers are liking the idea of uh, consolidating functionality into fewer systems, which they and we refer to as platforms. And so if they can use us for not only content management, but also a good deal of their process management and their workflow needs, and then also a good deal of their case management needs that's seen as a real benefit.
0: Well, great. Finally, where do you see the marketplace heading for content management systems and services in the public sector with the adoption of cloud-based applications, the microservices that you mentioned? What recommendations do you have for agency leaders who want to invest productively in a modern content management system and not find themselves a little behind the eight ball with
1: Well, I think the move to the cloud, you know, the security has to be there, the performance, the redundancy, the scalability, of course, that all has to be there. And second, I would say uh, increased automation. So I, I think up to this point, we've done a great job digitizing a lot of environments, making that digital content available to users in a very seamless way. And I think this next Wave, then, is automating a good deal of that work. Today, a lot of uh, cases, files are still routed to people, who have to make a decision or determine the next step in that workflow. And I think the power and the promise of machine learning and artificial intelligence and and robotic process automation, which sound futuristic, but are actually relatively mature tools today where these systems can learn Uh, what a user is doing, why they are deciding to route uh, this case or this matter the way that they are, and start off by suggesting what the right course of action is, and eventually uh, making that routine decision. Uh, instead of a person themselves, and that means the work will be getting done much faster. So we're talking about better constituent service without the subjectivity and the occasional mistake that people can bring. That allows our, our government staff do those things that, that only people through personal interaction are able to do. So I think this next wave of, of automation is going to be really exciting and uh, really effective for government agencies and the citizens they serve.
0: I'm sure you're right about that. Well, I'm afraid that's all we have time for today, Bill, but thank you so much for joining us to talk about content management systems, what they can do today and where they're headed. And of course, we'd like to thank the folks at Highland Software for underwriting today's episode. Look for more of our coverage of IT modernization in government on Fedscoop.com and on our Fedscoop radio channels on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. This is Wyatt Cash, your host. Thanks for tuning in.